0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio.
1: Summer is my favourite season. It's a time when everything feels a bit more relaxed, the days are longer, the neighbours are coming out of their houses, we're chatting over the fence, they're swimming, ice blocks and of course the end of year holidays – But summer also comes with its own set of health issues. There may be less flu, but there are more mosquitoes, less colds, but perhaps more sunburn. With this in mind, we've put together a Kids Health Summer Series with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. Today, we're talking about sunburn. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well. Now, sunburn is one of those things when you have a small child or a baby that you... Are So protective of their skin and you're mortified if they get even a little slight blush on them. But as kids grow older and you are less able to, you know, control them, it does become more of an issue. When children are on the move, what's the best way to protect them from the sun?
0: Well, there's a few things that we can do. So, you know, for those of you who are my generation, well, our generation, I suspect. Thank you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, the whole slip, slop, slap and shade... Is really important. So we're remembering all those things about you know what? It's really interesting how in kids now it's almost like it's just as simple as putting your shoes on, getting sunscreen on, because it's ingrained into them in preschool. No hat, no play, you have to have sunscreen to be able to leave that room and go outside. In primary school, they've still encouraging all of the sunscreen and the hat, you know, no hat, no play. And so it's almost ingrained in them. And so it's just reinforcing those behaviors. And it can almost become normal. Yeah, certainly in my house, I've got them reminding me, Mum, have you got the sunscreen? Mum, I don't want to get skin cancer. Mum. And it's like, <laughs> where does that come from? But there's so much education in schools these days that I know when I was a kid at school, we never get told about any of that kind of stuff. But I had my six-year-old tell me about melanoma the other day because they were learning about it at school. Wow. Well, let's talk about sunscreen because
1: there are so many out there on the shelves and we hear about 50 plus sunscreen. How do you choose which one to
0: use? I know. And you know what? It can be a really tricky decision because there is so much information out there on the interwebs. How do you know what's right and what's not? You may have a child with sensitive skin where you can't use some of those chemical UV absorbers. You may prefer, because of a personal choice, that you don't want to use those, that you'd prefer to use a blocker instead, such as zinc oxide or titanium oxide, dioxide, one of those. <laughs> one of those, yep. And so it, what the important thing is, is that you find out what's best for your family. It can be an expensive exercise, buying different tubes of sunscreen, figuring out what works with your child. I've got one child who you could put whatever you wanted on her and she wouldn't bat an eyelid. I've got one child that if you even put something that is even vaguely fragranced or anything like that, she will break out in a rash. So we have went through quite a few different brands of sunscreen and we found that the best one for her was a zinc oxide with no fragrance. It sits on top of the skin. It's the one that blocks those pesky little UV rays and that fits really, really well for her. So there's a lot of talk out there about not being able to put sunscreen on babies. Now, I've done a lot of reading about this, and so I've been trawling through all of the papers, all of the evidence-based practice out there, and there can be a lot of conflicting things around. But what I've found is that you can actually put sunscreen on babies. You probably don't want to put those highly fragranced chemical ones on them. There's something a lot better, like a, a zinc or something like that that's, for want of a better word, a bit Plainer, a little bit better for sensitive skin, making sure that it is specifically for babies. But the idea is you're only putting sunscreen on the areas that you can't cover up. So that's why, better idea, long, loose clothing, hats, things like that. Put the sunscreen on when you need to go outside, but also on a 40 degree day, do you really want to be taking a six week old baby out into the heat of the sun to the beach? Probably not a good idea. So from the experts, the Australian College of Dermatologists states that because very young babies, so those that are around, you know, under six months of age, they absorb more of any chemical applied to the skin than grown-ups do. So regular use of chemical sunscreens is not recommended in the under six months. However, the American Academy of Pediatrics has stated that sunscreens may be used on infants younger than six months, but only on small areas of skin, not all the time, And also you need to use the adequate clothing and shade, so the sunscreen only when that's not available.
1: So there are times, aren't there, that our kids can get, that are better to have our kids outside. And, you know, any parent with a young child, most young children like to get up at the crack of dawn. And so you might find yourself at the beach before certain hours. I mean, are there safer times to be out in the sun?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can still hear that um, the Cancer Council jingle in my Head from when I was a kid between 11 and 3 sit under a tree, but uh, that's changed a little Thank you bit for now, that, Sarah. Oh, you're that's welcome. Pretty special. <laughs> you may want to edit that out, um, but I that's changed now. What we know is that between 11 and 3 isn't enough, the hours have extended out from that. And a really good app that you can use is the Sun Smart app. So, what it does is it tells you the hours that you need to either stay out of sun or that you need to put on sunscreen, put on your hat, put on your long sleeve shirt, because it tells you up to a couple of days ahead what the UV is going to be like and when you need to protect yourself and your kids.
1: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. This is part of our Kids Health Summer Series with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. And we're talking about uh, sunburn and being out in the sun. Here's a conundrum. This is just a personal one. So, you know, I'm just taking license here. So hopefully you can help me here. Rashies. We have rashies for the kids and we'll stick to the times that we're meant to be, not, you know, not out in the sun all day. But, of course, they like to go in the water, they come out of the water, they want to go in the water and out of the water, but go in the water once. Those rashies, when they come out, are cold, they're uncomfortable. <laughs> Do I just have to buy five rashies for each of my children to keep them covered? Because I'm like, God, I wish I could just let you swim in your swimming costume or better still go nutty. I mean, seeing a kid in the nut on the beach—it's just like they have complete freedom, but we're so paranoid about that sun sunburn. Um, well, have you got a solution to that? A short answer is no. Oh, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm getting lots of rashes. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've got a child who would give her left leg to swim nude all day. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. And so what we do with her is the deal is, the thing is my kids are old enough now to understand. It's like, well, if you want to take your rashie off, number one, you're going to be coming and sitting under our umbrella. If you want to go back and go swimming, you're going to have to put your rashie back on again, which is like trying to put a slick, wet octopus back over your body. it's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) So I think my kids have realised now that, you know what, when they come out of the water, if it's a hot day, they just kind of leave their rashies on and that's that. But yeah, it's a very, very difficult problem when you've got toddlers who are non-compliant, but at the end of the day, if they're not keeping their rashie on, have a spare or get the sunscreen on them. And I guess that's another thing with sunscreen
1: when you're choosing a sunscreen. So you've talked about things that children might react to certain things. But I know as a parent, I I just want a sun cream that is going to go on easy and that I can get it done in five minutes before they push me away, like they're pushing me away the whole time and I just want something easy. But it's not that straightforward, is it? Like you really have to think about what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, you do. And a lot of people don't realise how much sunscreen you actually need to put on. A really good thing to do when you're buying sunscreen is actually read the back of the bottle (laughs) (laughs) or have a chat to your pharmacist if that's where you're buying it from. Or a really good thing to do is even going into the Cancer Council shop because they're really, really knowledgeable. You need a lot more than what you think. Have a look at the bottle because someone will say that, you know, for an adult leg that you need, you know, depending on the sunscreen, whether it's actually a full teaspoon, thinking about the amount that you need to use to actually adequately block the sun is really important. Because so, we've all
1: had those burns when we were kids with like hand marks. Yes. Remember when someone had yes. covered you quite right? Yes. What about, I mean, there are lots of different types as well, like mm-hmm. in terms of the actual um, substance. So you can have gels, you can have sprays, you can
0: have creams. Are any of those better than others? So it depends on what you actually prefer to use. I prefer to use a cream because I can feel it, I can rub it in. And one of the important things is is that we're not just slapping it on, putting the rashie on, letting them go straight in the water. There's a reason that they say you need to put it on before the sun exposure and you need to actually rub it on because it actually needs to, for some of them, they need to be able to go into the skin or they, you know, they need to, for want of a better word, almost adhere. So that's why it's an important thing to do that. What I don't really like personally, so this is something that I as a mum don't particularly like, are the spray sunscreens because I know that my kids can get really irritated if they inhale that. Ah, and yeah. so that's why I don't particularly like those. There's a few papers out there that talk about whether or not they're actually very good for you. But I it's a little bit beyond my knowledge at mm. the moment about the about that.
1: And my kids love the roll-ons. Yeah, because they love rolling it on themselves. But then again, sometimes I feel like that's not not enoughs coming out. Well, if it's if it's if it's helping them, yes, to get, get sunscreen, just get on it them. on them, get it on them, <laughs> do it, do get it. it. buying rollers. So what about once? Let's say we've done our best, but then our child comes home and they're sunburned. Um That can of course range from just a a, a bit of a red blush to what we all experienced growing up, which was just, you couldn't put your back on the chair and riding home. and Yes. And you'd be peeling. I mean, people are horrified now, but I remember we used to peel the skin off each other's back and thought that was
0: hilarious. Absolutely. Little sheets of skin. Yes. How far could you go? I know. I know. Absolutely. (laughs) Doesn't happen anymore. (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. And that's a good thing. That is a really good thing. Because what we need to remember that sunburn is a burn. Full stop. And we need to treat it like a burn. So if your child has blisters, if they have a fever, they're shaky, they're shivery, we need to be seeing a doctor because they can become very dehydrated very, very quickly because they can lose a lot of fluid through the blisters. And you know what, I've got a really good story about a child who um, I saw in a hospital once, and what happened was is that they were sitting with a newborn in dappled shade, and they didn't realise that through the dappled shade that the child was actually getting burnt because children will burn at lower temperatures in a shorter amount of time than what we will. Wow. Yeah, we are leathery old crocodiles in comparison. (laughs) Yeah. And so this child ended up coming in with blisters all across her forehead, all across the side of her face and down her neck. But because she was such a small baby, she actually lost a lot of fluid through those blisters and became quite dehydrated. So that's why it's important that you actually do seek medical help if that happens. What about when it's
1: not quite as severe but you can still see that they're burnt?
0: We need to cool the burn. So the important thing is is cool running tap water over the burn without letting your child get too cold. Now, with burns, we say minimum of 20 minutes. With sunburn, what you may want to do is that using cool face washes over the burn area a tepid bath in the older kids. Remember, we're not going to be putting them in a cold ice bath. They're going to get too cold, but just briefly in the water to soothe the pain and out. If you cannot control the pain, if they have a headache, if they're vomiting, if they're having any of this stuff, if you're in doubt, then we need to see a doctor.
1: And I suppose the other thing is that um, as parents, I find that I'm much better at looking after my kids than myself. So Mm -hmm. I'm adamant that they will have cream on, they'll have their hat on, they'll have whatever. And I've probably forgotten my hat, forgotten my long sleeve shirt, and I'm still out in the sun all day. So we really
0: have to try and look after (laughs) ourselves too, don't we? Absolutely. And you know, kids, they will mimic what you do. If you are really, really good at putting your sunscreen on, putting your hat on, then they're much more likely to be compliant as well because they just want to be you.
1: (laughs) For the moment. Um, And look, finally, what about aloe vera as a treatment for sort of mild sunburn?
0: Um, So for a very mild sunburn, that's completely up to you what you would like to put on it. There are lots of sunburn creams out there. A lot of them have uh, local anaesthetics in them. Uh, to actually numb the skin to help with the pain. That can be quite irritating to children's skin. So if they are just a bit red, there's no blistering. Otherwise, they're completely fine. Then, yes, a cream-like or an ointment-like aloe vera or a gel-like aloe vera can be good to help cool there. But speak to your pharmacist first because there are some after-sun creams that can be really irritating to kids. And at the end of the day, it's all about protection. Go and visit the SunSmart app. And the Cancer Council has got some fantastic resources because we could talk about this for three hours and still not cover everything. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Well, that's enough for me to go on. So, Sarah, thank you so much for your
0: time today. Pleasure.
1: That's Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids, and this has been part of our Kids Health Summer Series. If you'd like to hear more kids health interviews, head to our website, kindling.com.au, and click on Kindling Conversation.